Hi everyone and welcome to Training for Life Redeemed. I am Dan, talking with my father, David Jackson. We're working our way through Psalms. Today we're up to Psalm 48. Psalm 48, a song, a musical composition of the sons of Korah. Great is Yahweh and supremely praised in the city of our God, the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful height, the joy of the whole earth, Mount Zion. The side of the north, town of a great king. God is in her citadel. It will be known as a fortress. For look, the kings congregate. They pass together. They themselves see. Therefore, they're astounded. They're disturbed. They panic. Trembling grabs them there, writhing as if giving birth. With the east wind you shatter ships of Tarshish. As we hear, so we see. In the city of Yahweh of armies, in the city of our God, God establishes her forever. Salah. We think about your covenant faithfulness, God. It's inside your palace. According to your name, God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of justice. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Be excited, daughters of Judah because of your judgments. Go around Zion and circle her. Count her towers. Set your heart on her fortress. Pass between the citadels, so that you can tell the following generation, for this is God, our God forever, until he himself guides us over death. Uh, Psalm 48, we're still footing in that context of Sennacherib coming to attack Jerusalem, Jerusalem then surviving Sennacherib, all like dying overnight and running away and fleeing and all the rest of it, which works really well for this psalm. Because uh, this psalm is basically just about how God protects his city, how God is in the city and therefore nothing can come in, how other city kings come and they see it and then they panic and they're trembling and they run away scared. Uh, you have God smashing ships as they try and sail down in the Mediterranean uh, because it's the city of Yahweh and he... Uh, has hosts or armies, yep. right? I think people forget that the God of hosts means he's the God of this massive army yeah. uh, that he's just at his command and that he's you know, this powerful army that, you know, a spiritual powerful army, you can't really fight it, can you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad, talk to me about this. You've got this, uh, you know, we're talking about Jerusalem being on a high mountain that it's not on. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. Like it seems to kind of be making fun of of things as it goes through talking about how amazing God is. Yeah. So one of the funny lines in this song um is in verse what is it? Verse two. Beautiful height, the joy of the whole earth, Mount Zion. So again we go back to Jerusalem and we look at this thing and we go, Mount? Yeah. It's a little pimple on a ridge. <laughs> It's not really that big amount. It's um, kind of like going up to it's the first town in the Billy Mountains. Yeah, it's sort of going Glenbrook. <laughs> yeah, going from Glenbrook <laughs> to Blacksland. I mean, it's, what is it? Seven hundred meters above sea level, something like that. Yeah. And it gets higher as you go north of Jerusalem. So the side of the north is the interesting line. Um, the side of the north refers to Zaphon, and Zaphon was another name for Mount Hermon. Or that area up there, the Herman Ridge, right all up, the way up Sea of Galilee. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, three, four to hundred and something kilometres north, and it's getting into the Lebanese mountain ranges, um, the anti-Lebanon range, um, and that's the location where all the Canaanite gods 
um, used to carry on and build the palace of El or Baal and, you know, have it off with all their female gods and anything else that moved. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty obscene stuff. Um, so you've got this this pagan model of the city of God and it's located in the general area where the Bible tells us was the Garden of Eden and we're saying Jerusalem is the real one and that's the fake one. Um, and Jerusalem is better, it's more beautiful, it's more this, that and the other. And you go, I've been to both places. Um, visibly that doesn't ring. No. And yet, um, what makes Jerusalem so significant? Yahweh is visibly present in his temple in Jerusalem. Yeah, which um, makes it very much like the Garden of Eden. Absolutely. Here we are. And so if you, if you were to go inside the temple building, um, you would find pictures of Eden hmm. all over the curtain, embroidered in the curtains and all sorts of places. So it's a, it's a remembrance God promised to bring us back to Eden. Um, so that's, that's where that's coming from. Okay, and so... We're going through, talking about how these people are astonished, they're amazed at Jerusalem, it's wonderful, they're running yep. away in fear, uh, and then we shift into, they like, have this Salah word, which means have a break, breathe, yep. breathe for a bit before you yep. keep going. Uh, so then verse 9, uh, they're then focusing on God's covenant faithfulness, how he's keeping his word to you know, Abraham, David, you know, the whole yep. way down the line, Hezekiah's still alive, <laughs> yep. still have a king in David's line. Uh, we still have the remnant that is left, uh, even though you know, this isn't even Babylon yet. This is just Assyria, yep. um, but they definitely did a lot of a lot of damage Assyria as they went through. I think it's nice that it's gone back to the covenant faithfulness. Like, yeah. People, I think it gets. I don't know. We, we don't talk about covenant faithfulness as much. As much, it's, well, it's not even translated that way in no, most it's, Bibles. It's um, what is it? Mercy. Kindness, merciful kindness, something. Yeah. Loving kindness. Loving kindness. Yeah. Yeah. But it's covered in faithfulness, which is, you know. <laughs> Chesed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really like the modern version is, is your wedding, right? You, you get married and you make a covenant and it is love. There is this love, but there's also yeah. that proper commitment that's made. Uh, and really you can't have this kind of covenant of faithfulness type love you can't have without the covenant. That's right. <laughs> uh, because I mean, I often used to teach kids at school that love in the Bible is basically trans- like you could translate that more as a commitment that's being made to the other person. It's not your yeah. lovey-dovey feelings and lust and like there's other yeah. words that can be used in Hebrew and Greek for that kind of love. Uh, a lot of the love in the Bible is actually about particularly when we're talking about God's love, it's the commitment that he's made. Like a parent makes a commitment to their children to raise them up mm. and to actually, you know, they're not going to neglect their children. I mean, no. some do, but... But, <laughs> but are you going to keep your promises? Yeah. Are you faithful to what you committed? Judah wasn't. The kings of Judah weren't. Um, you go back and look at Ahaz. Um, you know, he moves an Assyrian altar into the temple, mm. and now you wonder why there's an Assyrian army around <laughs> the city slaughtering everybody. You asked for it. You want to worship their gods? Go live with them. See if you really, is this really what you want? My question to people who reject God, and how's that working out for you? Mm. Um, what do you get if you get rid of God? You end up ceasing to exist, and everything about you is meaningless. I asked 
I asked one one kid in class who was arguing furiously for Richard Dawkins and the whole idea that, you know, God is a myth and uh, we're all just animals and all this sort of stuff. And I said to him, well, aren't you glad I'm a Christian? And the kid looked at me and said, after all that he just argued, I said, aren't you glad I'm a Christian? Because you know what? If I believed Richard Dawkins, one, I've got four kids, so if it comes down to evolution, I win. <laughs> you know, survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. I got four kids. You got none. Uh, and if it comes down to life is as meaningless as he describes, you're really annoying, and there'd be no reason I couldn't jump over this desk and rip your throat out. Aren't you glad I'm a Christian? <laughs> There's a meaning to life. There's a meaning to you. You're more significant than that. And you know it or you wouldn't be arguing with me. Yeah. You know, let's let's face reality. Here's a bunch of Assyrians following their myths. And here is us little, okay, everybody else was unfaithful, but here we are hanging on to Isaiah and Hezekiah. And yeah, we're suffering and yes, we're hungry. But you know what? <laughs> God's faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the main thing that characterised him, even compared to the other gods. The other gods weren't faithful. No. Not in the least. They're random. Uh, even today's <laughs> modern god, like other people's gods, other major religions, they're not faithful gods. Uh, they all can do whatever they like and don't have to worry about anything and change their minds and yeah. it's fine. Uh, as the psalm keeps going down, we come down to the kind of the purpose for the psalm, I guess, in, in to one extent, is you know, you talk about going around Jerusalem, having a look at the citadels yeah. and the beautiful, all that kind of stuff. But the reason you're passing through the citadels, the reason you're looking at it all, is so that you can then tell the next generation about the That's salvation right. that came through your faithfulness in God, in this context, from the Assyrians. Yeah. Uh, and for us, we do a similar thing. Like, we remember things and we do our, you know, even the Lord's Supper and stuff like that that we're doing. We're remembering we, a, a big part of that is that remembering and telling the next generation yeah. about what's happening. So that, that kid in my classroom, I'm saying to him, you are not a meaningless lump. You know, I use the phrase temporarily mobile uh, bag of fertiliser. You, know? <laughs> you, are, you are not, that's not what you are. You are the image of God. God is real. You have a cry for justice. You got that from him. You have a passion uh, to live life to the full. You have... You're able to think things through and make choices. Um, you love. You are loved. You All of these things are happening. You're rational. That's because you're reflecting the character of God. You're made in his image. And you're designed for glory, not just to be a piece of fertilizer in a paddock. Um, so go back and have another look. If you choose to throw God in the bin, you go with him. That's not a good choice. Mm-hmm. So let's look over the over the parapet of Jerusalem. As they're singing this song, they're saying, Hey, everybody, come out of your house. Let's go for a walk around the wall of Jerusalem. Check out what's on the other side of the wall. They're gone. Hmm. All these things we were afraid of, they're gone. Uh, God spoke the word. Check it out. Let's go for a walk. Let's tour it. And then let's tell our children and grandchildren hmm. the stories. Uh, and I think that's one of the great things that we we need to, to be doing in, in this world, to tell the stories uh, and the stories of God's grace, 
the stories of overcoming, the people who go through all this sort of experience and you see the hand of God. You can talk about it, you can read about it, but it's to be there and to have experienced it. Um, that's that's a whole different level. And when you've when you've had that experience, then the emotion explodes in a song like this. Yeah. Um, so I, I, Ed Clowney was one of our lecturers, and he wrote a piece on Hebrews twelve, and it sort of brings all of this to a bit of a conclusion. And he talks about uh, so the Hebrews twelve twenty two is speaking to Christians today, and he's saying, "You've already come to Mount Zion." You're already standing in the assembly of the firstborn children of God, those who've believed in Christ before you, have died, they're ascended, they're, you know, their spirits are in glory. Uh, there's, you were talking about the armies. Mm. He puts a number on it, myriads of myriads. A myriad is 10,000. Ten thousands of ten thousands, which got hundreds of millions of these guys. And they're up there and you're, welcomed into that assembly you may be in a church of 10 people you may be sitting at home you know in your study the only two christians in town um but you want to know something you're part of that big assembly and it's growing and it's now as well as not yet um so yeah here is your song hmm. um, with a very fitting conclusion I'm yeah sure. this is god our god forever yes <laughs> Uh, until he guides us into death. <laughs> Not that, serious, isn't that but last, God in, guides us into death. It's like, that, I'm going to live a long life. <laughs> that last line, I was puzzling over translating that. Until he guides us, and the word is on account of death or over death. Hmm. And I think the picture is he's going to take us like we're just walking straight over the top of that experience hmm. into this new Jerusalem, new creation. Uh, we're going to walk over the top of that. Death isn't this hole in the ground where we become fertiliser. Yeah. We just walk straight over the top of that. That's a fantastic picture. Well, Dad, thank you again. It was lovely to sit down and chat to you, uh, learning from you about Psalm 48 today. If you are listening to this and you want to grab the study notes to go along with this episode, please head over to trainforliferedeem.com slash 104. You can grab all the things there, the study notes. You can watch the video if you haven't watched the video and stuff there as well. Uh, and make sure you subscribe come back and join us again next week and don't forget Dad's writing all these books too at the moment so if you go to trainforlifedean.com you'll see on the page there's four or five books that Dad's been writing over the last year Mm. and a bit uh, that you can go and buy it's got all the study notes and stuff and more and photos and uh, you can do them as personal studies or with groups or whatever you like they're really uh, useful so go and have a look at those as well and then come back and join us next week thank you